0: Today on FM, I catch up with Gelada as he tells us about his experiences with VR's new killer game, Half-Life Alyx. Hello and welcome to the episode of Oxleth FM. I'm Sefran. and I'm Gelado. and today we are covering the most recent prestigious release by Valve of all companies. Hmm. I know they, they do doesn't make games. Happen every day. No, it really doesn't, or every other decade almost. <laughs> um, and today we're going to talk about Half Life Alex, uh, hmm. the most recent game made out by Valve, and I would imagine what most people would say is the most premier vr game so far yeah. uh across all the multiple different vr systems that there
1: are yeah i think it's being heralded as the sort of killer app if you like for vr killer game for vr and it's a big deal really it's a big deal for a number of reasons first of all it's a big deal that valve that company that makes steam has uh <laughs> has like decided to make a game again after so long it's a big deal because it's a new half-life game and we've not had a new half-life game for a very long time it's a big deal because valve committing to vr in such a way in the sense that they've put a a main series game or like a main main game. What would you call it? Like, like it's not a side, it's not like a side game to a series. It's like the main one. It's like, it's it's mainline game within the franchise. Yeah. It's like if Nintendo put breath of the wild on VR, right? It's like, like, it's like you've, it's your main game and you've put it on, on VR. That that's quite a big deal, especially as at the moment, really not that many people have VR. No, not really. Especially. So you're making a game for your main series that people have been anticipating for a very long time. But you're gating off behind a peripheral that most people don't own. Yeah. A lot of people can't play it. And it's not because they just don't have one. And and that's a very privileged thing to say. But like uh the difference between like something being exclusive for maybe Switch or PlayStation 4 or Xbox is that those are reasonably achievable if you're already, say, a PC gamer. It's not crazy that you might buy a console because whatever like it's like you already have probably spent quite a lot of money on your pc and so like it's an expensive hobby relatively speaking anyway but vr really takes it up a notch right because it's quite difficult to not spend like a grand oh yeah yeah to go from whatever situation you're in now into a situation that coats with vr even if you have a decent pc chances are you've got to spend quite a lot of money to get into vr and so that's quite a commitment to play Alex compared to being like, oh, I'm going to buy this console because I'm really excited about this game. Yeah, absolutely. That is is the difference. This is like, I'm going to upgrade my PC and buy loads of peripherals and make space for it and set like you know change my room layouts so that i can play this game like that's it's something that doesn't come commitment. up in these sorts of
0: discussions very frequently oftentimes it's just the cost of it and the, the technical knowledge of how to set it up but one of the other things that people don't talk about it like you just said is the fact that you need a fair amount of space to be able to do this and yeah. then proceed to make that space available to use
1: yeah i mean the recommendation with oculus when you set up a guardian space i think is like two meters by two meters yeah <laughs> And I, the space that I use isn't actually quite that size. It's ever so slightly smaller than that. So I always get a warning that's like, you don't really have quite enough space. And I feel it as well with Alex and we'll talk about that. But anyway, so it's an interesting one because it's almost like a, it almost feels like Alex has been made not for people to play, but it's been made to make a point. (laughs) <laughs> or to like, mm. or to like test a hypothesis, or mm. I don't know, like it's weird, like, and it's crazy because this has been in development since 2016. At its peak, it had something like 80 people working on it. So this is not a skunk works project in the basement. You know, this is like a committed. You know, you've yeah. been working on this for a long time. You've really thought about it, um, and you've had a lot of people working on it. So it's not you know someone's side project that's turned into a game. This is Valve really throwing their weight behind VR and trying to get it yeah. to work because
0: yeah. this in combination with the fact that they have their own vr headset in the index
1: yes means and, and that they, they also are really trying to... yeah and they partnered with htc when when htc made the vive as well yeah. so they have been committing to it but i don't know it's one thing to commit to the hardware where you know people can buy that and then use it for other stuff and also you make steam anyway so and that's where vr games are made you know or sold rather so that sort of makes some sense the same way that Valve have made controllers and they've made PCs yeah. and, you know, that sort of makes sense. But VR is like, it's such a, you know, I get the price is obviously going to come down and become more and more achievable over time. But, you know, there's also like a lot of people that get sick. In well, VR yeah. And get motion sick, absolutely. right? And, and and that's another thing that you're gatekeeping. And it's, it's interesting. I still don't really know. Like, I really, really love VR. And Alex has, has really cemented that even more for me. But... It's it's a real interesting curiosity, but anyway, that's enough of sort of like around the edges, like what is like what is VR. But I've been playing um, Half Life Alex. I'm about sort of five hours in, I think. Yeah. So based on how long to beat, I'm sort of approaching the halfway mark. Uh, I feel like I've been going quite slow, so it might be that I'm less than halfway. I don't really know. I've not checked. I think of a game um, like
0: this, though, going slow is not a bad thing because you should be getting yeah. yourself immersed within the game and really enjoying it and taking your time with it, right?
1: Yeah, and actually it's sort of, it's an interesting point that every room, every corridor that you're in in Half-Life, Alex, you spend a long time in because yeah. you're looking at every corner and there's lots of collectibles Um, in terms of um, ammo and uh, a thing called resin which you use to upgrade your weapons and it's like hidden it'll be hidden in a box or hidden on the top of a shelf that you can't reach because you're too short and you've got to like find a box to clamber up on and stuff like that like lots of vr specific sort of exploration things that mean that you take a long time to progress through relatively small environments Mm. that normally you might just you know, it's a corridor. You walk from one end to the other. Which, like, which, does, which
0: achieves several things, one of which is making sure that what they have created is appreciated properly. Hmm. Because there's no point in spending all that time and money creating a really lovely environment for people to just immediately run through it. They yeah. might as well not bothered. And also, it makes the player's progression slower to avoid that problem of, say, motion sickness and
1: movement. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Because if you're Um,
0: spending a long time just stood in a room looking around, mm. that on its own is probably not going to trigger sort of like Mm. nausea anywhere near as much as like running forward and gunning a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we can talk about the motion as well at some point, but I'm playing it on the Oculus Quest. Uh, which is the standalone VR headset, mm. uh, which it's not natively on, but I'm using the beta of Oculus Link, which essentially turns your Quest into a Rift. Not really, but that's kind of like, it does. It works completely differently, but the effect is the same. Yeah. It essentially lets me play PC VR games on the Quest over a USB cable. Uh, and it does that by doing a lot of trickery. It's doing sort of very clever video encoding and a lot of um, predictive um stuff around predicting your head movements and yeah. stuff like that to pre-render stuff you can see that because some of the artifacts when it gets the prediction wrong and actually i see it most in elite dangerous if i play elite uh, on the quest with the link and i use the menus the the you know like the yellow flash the yellow highlighting of the menus mm. goes really weird i can't really describe it it sort of looks like um you know, like an old school like TV wobble effect, right? Like, where they transition scenes and everything kind of like wobbles, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. like a ripple. Yeah. Um, it makes the menus look like that as I'm selecting that's things. So weird because it's it, something. I think it's something to do with the way it's predicting those colors moving around, and mm. in a menu, they're moving in an unpredictable way because so, you're moving them. Yeah. Yeah. So it renders anyway. That's an aside, but you definitely. It's not. So, two things. I am not using the perfect setup to play Alex. No. Um, I'm using the most budget, (laughs) like most cut price. I still had to buy a new graphics card. Yeah, Um, that's it. you know, not only did I commit to the Oculus Quest, which obviously I already had, but I had to buy uh, an expensive cable because it was... Very difficult to find a cheap alternative to the Oculus cable that they that they sell. So it's the most expensive cable I've ever mm. bought. It's something like £70. Ooh. It's like a fiber long fiber optic cable. Yeah. Um it's very long, and that's why it's so expensive. Um and most cables are not long enough. It's it was a bit of faff to set up. I also needed to buy a little like USB-C adapter because my motherboard is too old and it doesn't have a USB C port on it. Mm-hmm. Um and even with all of that, it's also a bit buggy. And, you know, like the setup is a bit faffy and it doesn't always work properly. Sometimes, you know, it gets a bit confused. And as I said, there's also some visual artifacts and the the graphics quality isn't as good as it would be if I was using, you know, a Rift or a, or a Vive or a Valve Index or something like but that. But to
0: be fair, with all that said and done, even if you bought a, a, an Index, right, and you installed it on a fresh PC, I still don't think it's going to be a completely you know plug and play experience i think it's still going to be a lot of faff getting it to work just how you need it to work and obviously that's yeah. also by far and away a lot more of an expensive option too so although this is sort of like the most budget way of doing it mm. i also don't think it is necessarily making it harder maybe it's
1: a little bit more finicky no. but not a lot more oh yeah no agreed and you know at least i don't have like with the quest the quest has um inside out cameras so i don't have to set up any like you know sensors in the room or anything like that it detects all of that so i have that benefit but yeah so it's not the perfect setup but that said um it is more than okay for playing alex if you're thinking about if you've got a quest and you're wondering whether it's good enough and if you've got a decent pc it is don't worry about it like you so long as you can put up with a little bit of lag sometimes it's it's absolutely fine and that's probably my pc
0: (laughs) i think that's actually a really good selling point for the game of alex however and more than the vr and the most VR games feel like they're a tech demo trying to show off the capabilities Mm. of what VR does. Whereas in this
1: way, it's actually the way around that you're just trying to make the hardware work so you can enjoy the game. Oh, 100%. You don't, you know, and I have all the, all all of the settings are like dialed all the way down to low Mm. uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, because I'm like, I just want to play Alex. Like, that's why I like made the effort because the game is coming first here, right? Not the fact that it's VR. Obviously the fact that it's VR makes a big it like yeah. it is a 100 100 percent first and foremost it's a vr game but you know it's not about showcasing of isn't vr really cool it's about yeah. oh my god isn't half-life in vr amazing yeah like, isn't absolutely. this an amazing game and experience so yeah so that's my setup and my sort of obviously you know you can tell I'm, I'm talking quite positively about it i think so far it's it's amazing um it's really really good it feels absolutely like a half-life game a hundred percent it feels like a full, proper Half-Life game, not a tech demo, not by a long shot, not even remotely. There are some, like, tech demo bits. Yeah, where they it demonstrates the a cool trick they've come up with on how to get something to work. But that's the same as in Half-Life 2, where you had, like, physics demos. Yes, 100%. You know, like, little physics toys in Half-Life 2. Imagine that in vr that's what you've got it's like vr tricks you know like whether it's like you can draw on a whiteboard with a pen in vr like because they've they've thought of that you know yeah. like little details like that they are obviously like clever little vr tricks that you couldn't do in a normal game but also that's like a sideshow yeah, you know, yeah that's not the main thing it's
0: it's like what you say with half Life Two. like the primary aspect of that game is the running and gunning and the shooting yeah but yeah there is a few sections where like you have to place a box to make a uh, seesaw right, right. Like yeah, weighted yeah, yeah. right and it doesn't detract from the experience itself it is just showcasing what they've managed yeah. to achieve
1: yeah so where half-life 2 has physics puzzles alex has vr puzzles mm. right and they're not they're not crazily complicated and they're just kind of fun and but they are also like vr unique if that makes sense well
0: that's another thing as well and maybe you can Shine some light on this as mm. more because obviously you've played it. I haven't unfortunately had a chance to play it yet. Uh, I do really look forward to it when I can. Is the puzzles aren't necessarily overly challenging, but I no. assume I have to keep it inclusive for people yes so that the people that do have the ability to play this game through all the other kind of hurdles that we've already discussed you don't then exclude people by making an unnecessarily complicated or verbose game like mm-hmm. the game is fairly streamlined to be enjoyed rather than to
1: challenge you yeah definitely like the kinds of puzzles that you get are mostly some of the most sort of like environment puzzles in the sense of like hmm, how do i like get this door unlocked uh, or how do i like you know traverse this tricky bit of terrain for example or something like that or like how do i get past these enemies and then you you have some very specific puzzles which are sort of to almost like imagine like skyrim's lock picking minigame yeah it's like that but in vr so you'll have like a hologram in front of you that you can manipulate with this tool that you that you're holding and you can sort of rotate it and Mm. sort of you try and get things lined up in 3d space using using your hands essentially in this little tool. Something so, that
0: you could only realistically do with a VR headset because yeah, trying to do
1: that on a mouse and keyboard would just be very, very cumbersome. Yeah. And it's mainly the controls there, like the fact that you can manipulate something in 3D space, mm. like that's what they're capitalising on there. So that's the sort of... that. And there's, there's also one way you're sort of like you're following electrical lines in a wall... Um, with the same tool and like and like rotating things inside the wall to like make the power flow in a certain way you could probably do that in a normal in a non-vr game like that would be it would be way crappier like it would be a lot more boring (laughs) it would be it's better in vr yeah but yeah so there's a couple of puzzles and i think the the key thing the key difference i think is that alex really dials up the horror Right. Okay. To, compared to Half Life and Half Life Two, like they were always kind of horror games, right? In the sense yeah. that, like, you've got like gross aliens and head crabs that jump at you and all of that kind of stuff. But you know, if you think a head crab is scary in Half Life Two, <laughs> imagine what a head crab's like when it's actually jumping at your head. So, like, like you cannot. Like, I I am not the type of person to be scared by you know horror films or anything like that particularly, or or horror games, but. I flinch every single time, and and I and I and I and I freak out. I'm like, for God's sake! Like, and I'm like, what do I do? I I, I can't shoot myself, like, to get this (laughs) grab off me. Like, 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 batting it away with your with your (laughs) hand. You know, you can't help but even though it's like it's kind of cheesy you can't help but like flinch if like there's a massive enemy shooting Mm. at you and they shoot and you're like oh my god even though it doesn't obviously they're not shooting you but like you still have that
0: reaction to it you know the
1: the the screen sort of like flashes red a bit like it would in a normal game but that's so much more of a difference when that's like your whole vision (laughs) just like flashed in front of you like you're like oh that's it like makes you jump you know so there's a lot of that. And actually, when I mentioned about the space that I have and the fact that I don't have a huge amount of space, those times are where that really falls short. So most of the time when I'm just... The game is fairly gentle, right? And it's gentle because it's VR. You know, you can't have high action VR no, in no. VR all the time because that's a certain type of game. And that's a game that for people that cannot get motion sick. Um, yeah, otherwise, which is like,
0: not actually that many people, I don't feel like. Not that many like. people,
1: yeah. So like it's most of the time it's fairly gentle and you're exploring and you know you're looking for ammo and then maybe like two mon- two head crabs jump out at you or like a zombie appears around the corner or something like that and, and and like and then it'll go back to being calm again and similar you know half-life wasn't not like that but it's it's more, it, so far anyway, it's a lot calmer than, than Half yeah. Life games. You know, there's no, so far, there's no like hopping in a vehicle and flying through the landscape shooting, you know, yeah. aliens that are jumping on you. Yeah, your, you don't have the like the high stuff. octane chase sequences like in Half yeah. Life
0: 2 when you were escaping City 17, for example. Yeah,
1: because two combines shooting at you is high octane enough in yeah. VR. Like you don't need the like crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe it comes later, I don't know. But when it is. You know, when when there is something fast-paced going on, whether it's, you know, a Combiner coming after you and you're trying to hide or like a crab's two headcrabs are jumping at you and a zombie's coming towards you or whatever, having limited space becomes very difficult because suddenly you've completely forgotten about to be aware of your space. And then the in Oculus, you have like a blue grid guardian that comes up when you're encroaching on your space. And I basically just immediately am running out of space. <laughs> and that can be quite, you're then like, it's even harder to like not freak out when you're also like, also I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, it's like and a And that also then
0: junked you out the experience a little bit as yeah, well. So it's a little it bit does, less immersive because you're aware of a sudden that you are just stood in your room.
1: Yeah. And like, and like having a cable as well off the headset um, means that, you know, if you're sort of moving quickly or crouching and then I'm like stepping on it yeah. and then I can't get up because I'm stepping on the cable. Like this would definitely benefit from, more like three meters plus square, um and also a wireless headset that, you know, is fully wireless, I think is probably the the ultimate situation Which to Which at be the moment in. I believe is not a thing, right? It's very difficult. You can do it with the quest if you use um a third party app, but it's not it's very imperfect. There are some I think one of the HTC Vives is wireless. If you pay extra, maybe I don't know. Like yeah. they are getting there, but it's still quite a way off. Yeah. That's um, still like even more Messing about than what you already have to do
0: to get it work in the first yeah. place.
1: Yeah, so you know that's definitely a real challenge, and it does spoil some of the fast pace bits. And your mileage will vary. You know, if you've got a lot of space and you have got you know the also the quest is very front heavy so mm. if i do a lot of moving it starts to fall off my head right uh, and again less of an issue on some of the higher end um headsets which are much lighter they have a much bigger sort of head strap um to sort of keep it comfy when you're moving quickly and the mm. quest is not really designed for that so very much your you know your mileage may vary uh, i can imagine that those high octane moments are a lot better in a in a bigger environment with a better headset. You know, those are the kinds of things you're going to enjoy more.
0: With all that said and done, one one of the things that I would want to know is have Hmm. Valve brought their signature level design to the forefront to try and design their way around some of these problems and to make these
1: these sort of like hiccups slightly Hmm. less noticeable? I think I don't know if they've managed to make the hiccups less noticeable, but the answer to your question is yes. Uh in the sense that have they brought their classic level design skills to half-life alex like amazingly so like it is exactly what you would expect from valve and more like the the design of everything the way that the game slowly introduces you to combat to vr to holding things you know to everything about the about what you're doing is just perfect half-life perfect valve kind Mm. of like styling you know all the sound cues in terms of like the the heavy music starts when like you know you get into a fight and then the music clears when you've killed the last enemy and you you sort of feel like you can relax and you know the sort of like turning to look at something in vr and as you turn like the music swells because you're looking like it wants you to focus on that thing yeah you know and and an audio you know, Q starts or like your Alex who you're playing as starts to talk maybe or something like that. You know, all of that kind of stuff is exactly what you would expect. And it is perfect and it is tight, you know? So that feeling of it that you have in, in, in half-life games where you're like, you feel like you're being guided and you don't and it's subtle right you know yeah. th- there's that cliched example i think of like i think it may be in half-life 2 where like some birds fly across and it like you follow the birds with your camera and it shows and it, you know you naturally follow it and then you'll you you see something because there's something that the game yeah, is little, trying to you'll like, see a
0: strider or something that you were yeah they're trying to really point you at something
1: yeah. and you're like Damn, how did you know? And it's yeah. like because the birds were there; like yeah. they made you look there. And it's exactly the same with with Alex, you know. And it is it is really really. I good. imagine that and must be a real challenge
0: because one of the things yes, that they always yes. said back in the day, in like <laughs> Half Life Two, when you did the developers' commentary and stuff like that, was getting people to look up. Sometimes is quite tricky. Yeah, you have to do a lot of things get people to actually just look up in a game. And I imagine with VR and there's so much more to distract you and to to make yeah. you look at other thing getting you to look in the direction the game wants you to look at for cinematic moments everything must be even harder to design yeah. for
1: definitely you know and and obviously there's lots of clever things they can do like they can move stuff when you're looking away and things like that yeah, because they know yeah, you are looking yeah. and, you know all that kind of fun stuff but yeah i'm really interested in hearing more from the developer diaries so to speak because they are already releasing some stuff but you know more and more i'm sure we'll get more information about kind of behind the scenes that stuff that they were doing to make alex so good one of the things that they've already revealed lots of information you know behind the scenes information about was dealing with locomotion Okay. Yeah. So moving around in VR, we've already touched on it about talking about motion sickness, you know, moving around in VR is is not really a solved problem yet. No,
0: because if you just move with like a thumbstick or something, you're going to make yourself throw up. It's horrible. It's
1: it's really horrible. So in, in Alex, you have four choices. You have a uh, blink teleporting, which is where you use the control stick and you point where you want to go, and then the screen f- very quickly flashes from black and then back, um, and that's the teleporting. That's the mode I use. They also, you can also then do like a snap rotate with the right analog stick, where it just kind of there's not actually a, a visual rotate. Um, it's like a snap rotate because again, visual rotation is enough to make you throw up. Yeah. They also have like a, a fast teleport where you move to the location, but you don't, rather than a a fade to black, but otherwise it's still teleporting. And then there are two continuous movement options. One is continuous movement based on uh, analog stick and head And where your head is looking, right? And the other one is um, the same, but where your hands are pointing rather than where your head is looking. So you can
0: look in a direction and go in another direction, and go in another direction. Oh my word, that sounds yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) So
1: the thing with continuous movement that I find is that it's when you I find continuous movement okay. But if you combine continuous movement with moving your head, that's where it gets challenging. Ooh, yeah. So so the, the thing that always makes me feel funny is if I'm moving forwards in VR and then if I stop moving forwards in VR, but continue to move my, but then immediately start to move my head forwards or backwards, which is a natural thing to do. If, for example, you go up to a bookshelf and then you stop and you move your head to look at one of the shelves. Yeah. Right. That's a very natural thing to do that you will find yourself doing very naturally as if you're in real life and suddenly your are like for me i find that my vision goes weird like it's like a it's like when you've been spinning on the spot and then you stop i'm right? it's feeling that, that now feeling. just sitting here listening to you talk about it yeah <laughs> like it makes me and i'm like i can cope with it but i'm like if i do this for too long i think i will probably feel sick yeah um so i keep it in the blink Uh, mode. But yeah, there's lots of information about how they've done locomotion. And I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, like go and look at the the videos and stuff. Um, But yeah, so when we when we started this episode and we were talking about, you know, wow, like, Valve are really committed to this. And, you know, it, it's, it's VR, it's Half-Life, they've been working on it for four years, there's 80 people. And it's like, then when you actually think about some of the challenges that they've been working mm. on, that, not to, like, rag on all VR devs, but let's face it, Valve are, like, Valve are like they're the they're serious. They're 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 the good guys, right? Like they yeah. are they are hot at this stuff. Like they are not noobs. And so for them to then commit and be like, we are going to solve locomotion, we are going to solve level design in VR, yeah. we are going to like they have like gone you know full ham and full detail on all of the points like graphics, sounds, like you know We're going controls. to make this a full game
0: <laughs> rather than. Yeah. one area that works well another area you don't have to put up with like yeah. everything is trying to be solved here which yeah, I mean exactly. we, we touched on this in the in the notes beforehand that they kind of do this with Half-Life games too like they use yeah, their exactly. Half-Life games as a way of showcasing what they can do and make yeah. within a gaming landscape right. like be it with AI in the first game or physics in the second game and yeah. some of the other kind of like uh, smaller ideas they had in the episodic
1: yeah, games like things like um, and also things like you know first person story in the first Half-Life yeah. as well like no cutscenes, like everything you were just you you just move around freely in the cutscenes like that was a classic valve thing that no one was really doing um you know that's they have that a little bit in alex as well you know like yeah like and and not to like sound like i absolutely love valve but i do feel like they've nailed it with alex you know i don't really have any particular frustrations about how alex feels in vr if i'm entirely honest like i'm thinking about it now and i'm like is there anything about it that i think they've not that is like half done mm. the in vr compared to other games i've played in vr and i'm like mm, no, no it's probably really. the best that vr
0: could realistically <laughs> be as it currently stands like at the
1: moment like i'm like i can't really think about it think of anything like they've got like gravity gloves in in alex so for like pulling for like grab picking things off the shelf and stuff like that um you can like pull them towards you with the gravity yeah. guns and like that feels great it works so well it, feel, it, it makes you feel you... cool that's the most important thing about vr it yeah. makes you feel cool And it stops you having to go right up to things to grab them. Yes, which then um, causes more of the nausea issue. Yeah, Yeah. and And also space space limitations. Yeah, Yeah. so like stuff like that is really great. Another Um, great thing about it as
0: well, I imagine, it also makes it easier to handle the things in your hands. Because sometimes when you're playing some VR games, trying to use your hands to kind of manipulate things can be a little finicky because obviously your hands don't translate directly into the game because you have to use controls to do that. Um, So having the gravity gloves be able to basically, you know, click things into place, like snap them where they need to be,
1: it removes a lot of that problem yeah and they also do a lot of that as well if there's like a if you've got like a thing that needs to be slotted into a puzzle it will like snap to that puzzle yeah like there's sort of like a little like spark effect and it kind of like zooms it floats over to it and stuff like that which may
0: not be quote-unquote the most realistic way of of doing it but it's certainly more enjoyable than trying to spend like another minute putting
1: a peg into a hole yeah and i played oh, what was it called there was like a, a vr a quest a vr sort of story puzzle game mm. and some of the most frustrating things in that were getting things to like precisely line yeah, up yeah, yeah you know exactly how the game wanted me to and it's like you know it's things like that that it's like this is the stuff that valve thinks about you know and and sorts out and because even though vr is supposed
0: to be sort of like this super immersive experience and it is at the end of the day it still has to be a fun game and if yeah. there is an aspect of that immersion that is making it less fun
1: then i think entertainment should come before immersion yeah. yeah exactly and i mean honestly there's so many things i could just keep going on you know i think the one other thing that springs to mind that i do particularly want to talk about is the some of the combat And, you know, the combat so far anyway is fairly simplified. You're likely to be fighting like two things at once um, because otherwise it's quite overwhelming. And you've got uh, all the guns are one handed because so that you've got another hand to do something. And at the moment I've got like a pistol and a shotgun. Again, they've they've dialed up the horror. So ammo is quite limited. Yeah, it doesn't last very long. uh, And reloading involves like reaching a hand over your back, bringing it back and sliding the magazine into the gun um and like either pressing a button or like performing some kind of action to like reload the gun mm-hmm. i don't know if any i don't know if many vr games will be brave enough to make you do such a convoluted thing to reload i'm surprised that valve did it but and it's really difficult to do especially under pressure yeah I when found, you're being shot at and and i'm like oh now i can see why you do it because it absolutely freaks you out and it's really like it's yeah. like it's, it's quite supposed to a, be tense. It adds a real depth and a real bit of challenge to the combat. Yeah. Because, you know, shooting is one thing. But if you have to, like, reach over your heads, like, remember this to, like, do a thing and, like, do something else and all of that kind of thing, like, it's quite fiddly. I imagine that's um, another
0: way of trying to sort of, like kind of temper the difficulty, right? Yes, exactly. if you have, like, six, seven Combine soldiers all shooting at you and running around, no matter how good you are at VR, you're not going to keep on top of that because there's just too much going on. Unlike with a mouse and keyboard where you can easily do that, no problem. And it will also make you feel sick. But... So they only give you, say, two soldiers at a time. But now, rather than making it feel like, oh, this is a bit easier, there's not enough to challenge me, it slows things down with the fact that you have to reload and you have to crouch behind cover physically. You have to aim the gun physically.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, So, yeah, so that's really cool. There's another funny thing about the the horror aspect and that reloading, um, which is another sort of classic, clever kind of VR example. You have a torch, which is on your left hand, and it's wherever your left hand is pointing when you need to reload you need to use your left hand to reach over <laughs> so your you shoulder so can't see what you doing so it anymore. goes completely pitch black which is excellent like yeah. that is such that's a very great... classic valve and, and level just, design, isn't that's it? the kind of clever trick you can do in vr you yeah know? that's what i mean about like valve applying their like clever tricks and thoughts to vr for sure
0: uh and then the last thing to i wanted you to touch on for me is mm. does it feel like a, a good half-life game does it fit mm. the the story does it fit the vibe of
1: half-life yeah good question so it's set five years before half-life 2 uh, and you're playing as alex um and like some of the there's some like returns of you know characters returning you know like her dad returns and there are vortigants and you know all of that kind like there's a lot of like you know it is it is properly part of that sort of that world and you know the continuation of the of half-life and the and and half-life 2 in terms of story so there's lots of sort of like i think at that point it's like I don't feel like the combine have really been around for that long, Mm. five years before half-life two. However, I don't know how long that is after half-life one. Like I'm trying to think about it in my head, but it doesn't feel like it's that long. So there's a lot of like, it's quite like early days of combine oppressing Mm. humans. So there's a lot of chatter about that. And uh, so the story is definitely like in line in the sense that like you are playing as Alex, who obviously features in half-life two and, and the episode one and two as well. Uh, And so yeah, it, it really does feel like a, it does feel like a Half-Life game. There's sort of, there's a lot more, like a lot of the settings have this kind of, like there's a lot of underground stuff and things like that. And there's yeah. a lot of like alien, alien growth. Right. Like like weird alien kind of growth and, and plants. And I don't know like the way you use the word growth. Yeah, but it is it is it's <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. Like that sort of like overgrown like stuff Ooh. is like like these like weird slimy tendrils have sort of taken over everything. And it looks like a, you know, a sort of a little bit Last of Us style. I was just thinking the bit, last
0: of us actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm like. That feels quite new for Half Life. Like I don't remember Half Life Two particularly having like obviously everything is quite like run down, but I don't remember there being like loads of sort of weird alien tendrils. It was more everywhere. industrial rather than biological, but rather than organic, yeah. yeah. So, and I and I think that's because it's like a different area. Like you're going into like a qu- the quarantine zone where right. like you know there's lots of that kind of stuff. But I'm like that's di- definitely different, you know, yeah. compared to previous Half Life games. Not to say that it's like. Bad, it's just that's sort of a new. That's where kind the of, new stuff is, yeah. Yeah, new kind of visuals and sort of setting on it um but otherwise it absolutely feels like a half-life game like nice. there's still the sort of like there's kind of like a an accompanying character that is on the radio with you all the time um and that's sort of very there's a lot of like classic half-life kind of banter and mm-hmm. backstory about you know or what was life like before the combine you know because alex doesn't know because she's too young you know and things like that so yeah it, de- it definitely feels like a half-life game it feels like it's part of the series um and i and i feel like that was what you know valve intended and i think it's it is a shame that a lot of people won't get to play it Um, yeah i know that it does support mods and the i think that people will probably try and mod out vr if that makes sense (laughs) so they'll make it like a non-vr game and that it just won't be this it it'll fall flat like it'll be a fairly sub par
0: fps game at that point
1: you'll be able to experience the story through that method which is not a necessarily a bad thing but it it won't work as a non-vr yeah. game like it is it at is that a point game. it
0: just be better to watch a playthrough
1: of it right I, I think so i think you should just watch yeah watch someone play it for sure
0: nice well I'm really jealous honestly <laughs> because <laughs> I haven't played a Half-Life game since episode 2 um and I'm going to have to wait even longer because still as a the time of recording it is a uh, global pandemic COVID-19 yeah. season so we still can't actually physically even meet up even if I wanted to try and borrow your VR setup yeah. yeah yeah um yeah. so I'm going to have to wait even longer still so this is uh this truly is just Gabe, Gabe N laughing yeah. and rubbing his hands together to Absolutely. to mock me. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it sounds like a really great game. And it also sounds like Valve have really tried to push the boundaries of what VR can do. And people yeah. think of when they say VR, because I think up until this point, there hasn't really been anything you can point to going that. Everything else yeah. has basically just been tech demos and sideshows and mini games. Yeah, like, like, sort like of a like real... mobile
1: app style, right? Like, yeah, like I think that's the thing, and I and I I 100% agree with that. You know, I've had some good, I've played some good VR games. Don't get me wrong, but this is the one where I'm like, oh my god, if we get more of this, yeah, from like if this a is where VR
0: is going. Then VR might actually become more of a staple on most gaming yeah. PCs and exactly consoles in general, rather than just being yeah. a
1: fleeting peripheral. That will eventually go away a hundred percent because honestly it's like it is it is something different and something very special for sure
0: well thank you very much for your uh, your insight because no really are relying on that one for this time round <laughs> um, if anyone who's listening has already played Alex uh, and has like some opinions on the matter how you feel maybe setting it up and getting it all running right mm. uh, and how you felt like with the different modes for example of locomotion and all that kind of thing do let us yeah. know uh, because again it's something that I think it's going to be a very limited player base to to gauge on how people think about things so far so do get in contact and let us know what you're uh, what you thought about alex
1: yeah absolutely um you can get in touch with us by emailing us uh show at octal.fm uh, or sending us a tweet at octal FM on twitter or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal uh and i would try and crowbar in a pun here somewhere about half-life
0: <laughs> but uh <laughs> But we're going to leave it at that one for today. Um, Ooh, that was
1: great. That was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Thank Love you it. very much. I was working on that one for a while. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like you've actually not been listening, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been kind of droned out like, yeah, he's talking about something. I'm going to make a yeah. pun. I'm just going to think of a pun. I need to think of a
0: pun. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been Sefran.
1: And I've been Gelada,
0: And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon.